0: This is the Epilogue Audio
1: Experience. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Bijistan, where streamers live. In this show, we talk about everything from Seinfeld to Mirzapur. I'm your host, Siddharth Jain, and joining me as always is Gaurav Jain and Maharsha. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hi,
0: guys. Welcome to this episode of Binge's It's been a couple of weeks and obviously I have Mahash and Sid here with me. And I want to say hi to everybody who's been listening out there, which is South Africa, Canada, Singapore, Pakistan, uh, and obviously uh, people in India. So
1: uh, yeah, welcome and hope this is a fun episode. This is, is the, the most professional dugning we've yes.
2: ever had on this show. Yes, that is, that is true. That is true. And I'm glad that Gaurav has established mm-hmm. that our mm-hmm. show is for NIRN people, overseas. Mein <laughs> <zambat> <laughs> <jake liye. laughs> yes, yes. I mean, we haven't been in the UK charts for, for a while, but we've been in there a couple of times. So, we're an international man. We're a professional man. This is proper. Like, if you
0: don't need to start giving us money
1: now. Let's start with the usual, who's watched what and let's talk about it.
0: Amazing, amazing. Who wants to go first?
1: But I can talk about a few things that I remembered that we skipped on the last one. Let's do uh, it. We Let's didn't talk it. about Dil dilruba Has anybody watched it? No, I haven't. I haven't. Marsh, I haven't either. So now the audience knows who are the two smart guys on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys haven't missed anything. And it's disappointing because, you know, it's an interesting cast, a great production house. Uh, you know, like a director who's like so good in the ad world, right? And then Something I like this comes, it's just, it just doesn't uh, meet expectations so there's not much to talk about it because we just end up bitching about it but I just think it's it's a desponding yeah. film. Though I must say some people have really liked it, I mean I met some people who really liked it so whatever, it's, it's done a, pretty well for
2: Netflix too. Uh, Sid, Sid I, I hope it was good meeting the crew of the film.
1: Um, yes. So it
0: was. Quick, quick question. This is an OTT project, right? This is not a theatrical that came to them, right? No.
1: So it was a theatrical film which has gone to OTT, like so many other films. Oh, okay, and okay. Through the acquisition, so it's great for the producers. It's great for the platform, yeah. actually. And so, so it's done well in terms of everybody is you know benefited from. But I just think that the expectations are higher from such projects, and that therein lies the problem.
0: I honestly think that I just want to like now start asking Netflix for a fucking discount man I it's just not worth the money I'm paying anymore honestly no jokes but uh I've spent all of my week pretty much on uh, on Hotstar or Prime so this but is turning Gaurav, me a s-
1: uh. Yeah but can I say something you know we live in a country where most of the content and you know is kind of very average and you have to just pick the best from what you get in terms of which are the better.
0: I I, I agree Sid. but it's a question of value as well, right? I mean, when I'm paying thousand bucks a year for Prime and Hotstar and I'm paying like, what is it like? I don't know, uh, five or six times that for Netflix and I'm getting, I mean, it's just even the international stuff that was coming in isn't that great anymore, man. It's just not keeping me interested. I'm paying obviously whatever, but I'm just saying, value. I don't. Well, I think it's a
1: quarter-to-quarter, you know, assessment. But let's see. I mean, I won't. uh, I mean, see, I can't do without Netflix. If you tell me to uh, stop being a subscriber, that won't work for me. Right. So I'm saying there must be something that's working for me. So that's the truth, man. I mean, I can do without some other platforms, but I think Netflix Prime and Hotstar are kind of essential.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's my point is just. You want a discount.
1: You're a Marwadi. You want a discount.
0: I want value, man. I'm, I'm ah, all value. for value. Yeah, yeah. Value. You're cost. Benjamin
1: Graham's follower. <laughs> value investing. That's you. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Did any
2: of you catch, uh, you know, a Ray a on Netflix? No. No. No, I mean, like, I, at least with me, like we spoke about the last time also, you know, somehow I just can't do anthologies at all um i don't the, the short format just doesn't work for me as a film and i'm still trying to get over that block uh hopefully with ray
0: yeah it's the but, same thing for me man like i i i don't think i've ever seen a like the only short form anthology project that i can remember watching and being like okay was uh, four rooms back in the day with uh you know quentin Tarantino doing a story and stuff like that so that was the only one i tried watching at one point otherwise you had those Jackete and, and and like those city stories, which were again, <laughs> I mean, it's just to me, it's just not interesting at all. It's just not worth it. You know what I mean? Also, Goran,
2: uh, there was this, yeah. there was this one very interesting anthology, pop perhaps the only one that I've watched apart from the Four Rooms. Uh, I think it was called New York Stories by Coppola's Scorsese. Yeah, uh, yeah, precisely. America. That's what
0: I mean. It's, it's that bunch, right? They had the New York Stories, the Paris, and stuff, and Bombay ah, as well. I think I,
2: I think Palma yeah, yeah. also. I think I'm not
0: sure. Is there one set? Yep you right. Was, that
2: was that. That was an interesting one, but that's I again only watched it because it was Corsesi and Coppola. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I just don't find these very interesting, man. Like I, yeah, I just, likewise. I but you know, I
1: fun. did. Uh, I did sample sample
0: one.
1: Yeah. Uh, the one which I which generally which I heard was the most liked by people. It was the one directed by Abhishek Chauhan, sure. starring Manoj Bajpayee and Gajraj Rao. Interesting. All set that's in an interesting cast.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Hangama Kyohe hai Barpa is the name. Right. And I really liked it actually. I quite like it. In, in fact, I just thought maybe it was a little bit longer. But uh I thought it was engaging, interesting because you really want to know what's gonna happen at the end. And it's got an interesting quirky. End. And then you know, Manoj Bajpayee, Gajraj Rao in one place. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Superb.
1: So I would yeah. recommend at least, you know, watching that one. I mean you guys should also, you know, sample it out. And so what is the duration? That thing? was it? Is it? Is I it don't remember, but I think minutes? it's about no, no, it's much more. I think it's 40 45 minutes. I mean, definitely ah, close to an hour. So, these are long films, long, short films. If that's even a word. whatever. So, that was Ray for me. Uh, I watched a bunch of other things, but do you want to talk about something that you guys have watched and then I can come back to my list?
0: Sure. Um, I watched uh, Sex Life, sex. Slash ah. I just started it. Yeah. Yes. How's it? it? So how's
2: it's it? Been, it's been oh, on my Carousel since. It's a, it's a massive
0: disappointment. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I love Sarah Sahi. I mean, back from back in her Sopranos days and stuff like that. But, um, uh, it it didn't do it for me, man. It it's it's sort of bordering between the sort of trashy sort of uh, sex stuff versus the family stuff. I mean, to me, it doesn't work on any level. It's this lady who's acting out of her relationship with somebody from her past and stuff and uh it, it's just not very convincing you know what i mean it, it sort of goes cuts back and forth into her her past life and stuff like that when she was involved in this relationship and uh it reminded me of this other trashy movie i'd seen a couple of years ago called addicted which was uh, with sharon Leal, who's on boston legal and mm-hmm. uh, you know so it's very very similar to that you know somebody who's happily married seemingly and uh, with kids and stuff like that and then she sort of goes out and she does this it's it's a story we've seen. There's nothing compelling. It's you know the only the only thing that was, in my opinion, different was that it's like fairly graphic sex. That's pretty much the only thing that uh, was different about this. And I mean, it no, didn't work for me on any level. Been there, seen but this. Like, yep. Sorry,
2: do you think it's been trending? Uh, you know, so aggressively only because of the se- because it's a titillating hundred hundred percent
0: hundred percent. You put sex in the title, and most folks will check it out at least in this country. So, you know,
1: uh, at least on this podcast,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, agreed. I mean, for me, if if there's no sex, drugs and violence in it, I'm not even clicking. So, you know, what's the point?
1: It's definitely not value for money then, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, precisely not. No, but like I said, right, you you want more than you want more from your content, right? It's not just about titillation because even HBO and not that Netflix is doing something which HBO hasn't been doing for a very long time either. You know that's been their part of their part of their mix for a very long time. They made their name doing this, and uh, to begin with. So I mean I get it, but yeah. At the end of the day, you want something more compelling, right? It's not just nudity and sex. Mm. How hard is that to find on the internet today for free? So it's it just that it doesn't tell an interesting story in any way at all, which is what sucks. You know. Um, right. And, and they've had a couple of other shows. There was one with uh, I think Naomi Watts or somebody like that, and very very similar stories have already been told multiple times you know, uh, well, I think the name. You watch one from what I, where she's like a psychiatrist and she falls for another girl while she's married and stuff like that. So it, it goes, and there's other ones, there's very, very similar stories that they've already hashed and rehashed, man. It's just so generic. And it, it seems like a reasonably expensively produced show. It's in, you know, I think it's set in New York City and, and shot outdoors a fair bit. So it's, it's cost a bunch of money. And just wondering, you know, if money could have been better used, but, you know, what the hell do I know?
2: Yeah, true. But you uh, so i you know what I'll the just, hell I know. Yeah, just to continue this in the same vein, <laughs> since Gaurav, uh, it's 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 quite serendipitous. So Gaurav goes and watches Sex Life. I went and uh. sampled a film on Netflix that has been uh, trending and trending and trending. I believe it's possibly the longest, um, trending top three of all time in Netflix India a movie called 365 Days. Um, oh God! Thought, you saw that I, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, for some reason I kept avoiding it, saying नहीं यार same garbage I sampled it and it's this absolute garbage it's, it's, it's semi poor I mean it's a B grade film right it's a C grade really uh, I
0: think yeah, it's so... meant to be I think it's meant to be inspired by those those uh, what is it those, uh, those Christian Grey character whatever you know fifty yeah, shades. shades of grey yeah, yeah grey I think it's meant to be like along those lines the only thing What's I about it? It? So, yeah about?
2: Yeah, so, not. A, it's a pretty fair, simple, straight, easy plot. Sid. I mean, it's it's literally about this one gangster who mm-hmm. falls in love with a woman because he's getting visions of her, and he kidnaps her, puts her in a house for three hundred and sixty-five days, and says, "You've got a whole year to fall in love with me, and I'll, you know, I'm sure it's going to happen." Um, and then, of course, it's got a lot of other layers and subplots and lots of sex. Um, extremely. Uh, some of it is is very graphic as well. Uh, but I mean. I do, would
1: not necessarily
0: recommend the What is the genre? Is it like a drama or is it like, it's is a, it like crime? It's a romantic thriller it It's a, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean,
1: romance, ka toh pata nahi mehreko, but it's like a... It's Obsession.
0: Like, yeah, it's like yeah, one of those yeah. 80s films, you know, the Shannon mm. Tweet Ashok, Amrit Raj genre films, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. significantly better production value. And the only thing interesting was that it's set in Italy, got the Italian mafia and stuff in there, which was slightly interesting, that whole sort of universe, but... Yeah. Very slightly, man. There's better content for even that shit if you want on Netflix itself. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, complete complete
1: garbage. So why does it work? Because you know confinement is a great theme for the last
2: two I years. I think sex. It's the sex.
1: It's sex. The sex. Oh, okay. You mean the value yeah. for money bit? I can
0: understand why it works in India for
2: sure. I mean, yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What else? Anybody watch Loki? Yeah, um, I I I've watched the first four episodes. I'm yet to finish the last four or the last three. Yeah. Yeah. What do you make of it? I yeah you know I'm honestly with Captain uh, Winter. So you know I thought uh, it started off very well. Uh, this whole uh, gig. Uh, Should I'm just blanked out. What is the first one? Sorry what? Sorry sorry. what is the first show they did? The one with the black and white sitcom that.
0: Um... Oh, that's the, the Scarlet Witch' wala show, right? No 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 the, no, no The wonder Vision. Wonder Vision. Vision. Yeah yeah the Scarlet Witch. Yeah.
2: So so I thought they started very well with wonder Vision. Um, I personally was very disappointed with Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, really? Uh, I, I liked that, man. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I thought it was, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Now with Loki, I like the world. I like the performance. Yes. I think Owen Wilson is terrific. Um, You know, but I am i don't know. Maybe it's a personal thing. I'm just kind of getting bored of this superhero Marvel stuff. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I see, did you watch it?
2: But it's well made. I
0: would recommend it. I would Georgia? recommend
1: it. For That's sure. I've just been avoiding it. Okay. but and yeah, I, I've been you know, watching some other shows and hot stuff. Sure. Kind of no, so
0: I'll I'll tell you, right? I mean, I enjoyed it. Like like Marcia said, I think they made a really, really interesting world and they go into like so much sort of detail in, in that universe as well. So I found it pretty interesting, like interesting enough to watch it. Uh, I don't think it's like uh, it's great or groundbreaking in any way, but it's a good watch. But I completely agree with you. Like I avoided for a fair bit until I sort of heard enough things about it. Go ahead. But and generally, actually,
1: people are liking it. I've been
0: hearing good things. Yeah, yeah. I think it's got good reviews. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Disney's doing a great job, man. I think instead of mm-hmm. creating run-of-the-mill uh stuff that they could with the kind of characters that they're stuck with, they're actually going out and creating really interesting stories. So I think that's that's going really well. But I agree with you, man. I mean, how much of this shit, like the next time you'll know, you know, there'll be a whole 10-episode series about some guy who is watching the Avengers yeah. in New York <laughs> <laughs> in the country. You
2: know, like some pedestrian you know, story, what... story. The one thing that I enjoyed most about Loki or I am so far is the that organization, the mysterious uh, Time Variants. Time, TV uh, time or. or something, right? Yeah, I love them. I think I, in fact, that's a spin off also, which I think Marvel will make. I have a strong feeling.
0: Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Why not? I mean, some catering guy ka bhi story be I'm sure. <laughs> the hot dog vendor in, in Manhattan. I mean, it's like like you guys said, right? It's just like how much of this can I keep watching every quarter, man? It's after a point, it gets like it gets it gets so beyond being interesting, yeah.
1: So since you are on Hotstar, how about we talk about the show that Goro hates? I mean, not hate, but did get it all. The White Lotus. Oh yes.
0: No yeah. man, I couldn't. I couldn't go beyond the first episode, man. Like I couldn't just find any of that interesting. Like I didn't find the location interesting. I didn't find the characters interesting. Nobody I could really remotely care about, you know, and like the whole opening was so ridiculous with that uh, with that lady and everything, you know, who is the first day on the job. I just so the that...
1: thing is, it really gets better from the second episode, wherein, you know, you start seeing how crazy and weird each person is. Yeah. And, and then it kind of starts unfolding into this really crazy, bizarre shit. And uh, I think we're down three episodes now. Yeah. It's totally six. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, now I'm like, I'm The fourth I'm one comes tomorrow, out tomorrow morning, morning, I'm going to wake up and watch this. I mean, really? this no, hasn't gonna, happened I'm gonna, I'm time.
0: I'm going to give it a go. Like, I'm going to watch the second one as well and see if it sort of gets better for me. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it just, to me, it didn't seem like I could care about any of those guys. I mean Alexander Daddario's in there, man. I mean, you don't need oh more Oh my god. Yeah, you don't need more of an incentive to watch a show. And but... no no,
1: second episode has more incentive and so does the first. <laughs> just go for it. it yeah, steak, Gaurav. Yeah. This is where your value is. The oh
0: there. Def- yeah, there you go. So no, I'll, I'll definitely give it a go. Uh, let's see how it goes. But uh... no, but yeah, i, I even get into I it. Need... Why don't you guys talk about I it a bit?
2: So need... no, I I just fell in love with it. I also think I'm missing traveling a bit too much now. Um... So that's perhaps yeah. one of the reasons also, you know, I'm a huge fan, uh, not a huge fan, but I'm a fan of the Leanne Moriarty novel, you know, and this gave me um, a very Leanne Moriarty sort of a vibe in terms yeah. of the writing, in terms of the universe. And I like the fact that, you know, in such a pristine, picture-perfect, you know, sort of a location, um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody at all, but with, with each episode, there is a there is a further darker, complex layering on the show structuring that happens, which which I find the juxtaposition very, very fascinating. Uh, and I think the characters are very interesting. So I actually, I'm possibly um, one of my top three so far, at least, I would say.
1: Nice. nice. Yeah, I would say for me, this year is probably my most interesting show because wow. uh, this is the only show I'm really waiting for. I mean, you know, Game of Thrones and I used to wait for Monday morning. So I think it's really, I'm going to miss this after six episodes. And you know, same, same. Obviously, Mayor of East Town. I mean, after that. Yeah, of course, of course.
0: But um, I'm watch it. I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll give episode two a go.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, keep expecting the show because, you know, I knew nothing about the show. I just stumbled upon it. And I thought, you know, it's weird. But, you know, the whole idea of, you know, people, weird, strange people coming together in a hotel and then seeing what happens. And then, you know, I was curious. And then, you know, from the second episode, you start sort of, you know, seeing the i mean i really thought you know that it's been very well uh, sort of packaged put together uh, given and then i went and read uh, you know read some articles on the show heard some interviews and the creator who is the writer and director mike white you know he's uh, said that hbo called him and told him you know it's covid we need to uh, we need to develop a show which is it can be shot in one location with a Few actors can you cool. create something. So from that day, within two and a half months, they, uh, they were shooting the show. I mean, in that, two and a half months, smart, he thought of the concept, he wrote it down, got the scripts approved, cast it together, prepped it, and they started shoot. And then when I and then you know when I came to know this, and then I you know now I'm already on third episode when I saw that interview, I was like I can now see how good this is given those constraints and given all of that was happening last year. So I think it's a pretty good effort and only HBO can probably pull off like this, something like this because of the work culture that they probably have within the organization. And it's pretty interesting because it's it's sort of the layers keep getting more and more bizarre is what I really like. All the characters are pretty all wag jobs. And it's just just fun because everything's so serious around us these days, right? All the content, most of it is like, it's good to see something Bizarrely weird and whacked out. So right. that's why, you know. And I mean, like, I, and I like
2: how unapologetic they are. All of them. All yeah, of them, all I respond to weird and whacked. You know, that's you the, know, the best part
1: of stuff. Yeah, it's bizarre, and you know these are all misfits. These are all fucking weirdos in the show. I think they're all rich as
0: well, right? They're all rich people.
1: Yeah, most of them. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. 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 So you know, hence you know. You know, like money makes you weird, right? It makes you weird. It makes you cocky. Well, to quote, makes to, quote
0: Dennis, to quote Dennis Hopper from Speed, he says, "Poor people are crazy. I'm rich. I'm eccentric. So yeah, you're outstanding. So, yeah. Bunch,
1: yeah. <laughs> bunch of eccentrics in one place, and Hawaii. So it's cool, like yeah. But you know, fun stuff, fun show. I'm really looking forward to the next three episodes and see how it ends.
2: Eagerly well, well, looking forward. To it. What else have you guys been watching? Uh, I watched uh, Guy Ritchie's Wrath of Man, finally, on Lionsgate Play. Um, oh, God. That and, trailer uh, looked cool, man. No, I think it's a, it's a you know, it's, it's it's possibly the least Guy Ritchie film. Exactly, right. Exactly what I thought. My thought exactly from the trailer. And, it, uh, yeah. and, and it's a remake of the 2004 French film, right? Um, I think it was called, uh, uh, anyway, I forget what it was called, but it's a very interesting French film, which back in 2004 was a very cool film. Uh, in 2021, I don't know why Guy Ritchie chose to make this film, except that yeah, I read in an interview that that's uh, what I, I mean think it's a so. it's a it's a homage. It's an it's a very distinct homage to Heat. Um, and I also read that he wanted to make a very old school 90s sort of an action potboiler. Um, I thought I thought it was a very schizophrenic film. It had some great moments, and you know this is the kind of film that growing up in the 90s, watching it on VCD or uh, LDs, we would have probably been fans of. I don't know if it's for me anymore, this kind of take and old school filmmaking. Yeah, so I, I'm i not sure it worked for me. But what's it for Jason Statham? I think he's very well cast. He's, he's given a great performance. He's yeah. the best thing is he's probably only got two pages of dialogue in the whole. He doesn't talk in a, the whole film. Uh, so maybe that's why it looks like- I, what,
0: I just don't understand how you can do a homo- homage of heat using Jason Statham in the lead. I just don't understand how that works. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, I mean, I love Guy Ritchie. I think he's doing another Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie film, which is actually filming in Turkey or something right now. You know, it's got Hugh Grant and a bunch of other guys in it. So so that's actually happening. And uh, this just like, to me, it's just like, okay, maybe he had time or something on his hands and 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 picked the first thing that he could do. Because there's no other, like, I mean, I haven't watched the film. I probably will. But like the trailer just, I was just like, what's the point? It looks like a B grade action flick from the 90s, you know, exactly what you said, you know, which is, uh, it
2: makes no sense to me, man. Yeah, and and it's also, you know, another problem with it is, it feels, I mean, 20 minutes into the film or perhaps lesser, you know, I mean, you'll be able to predict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. five minutes before they come, you know, and and including the big twist at the end Um, is just extremely predictable. And I get that, you know for these sort of action films, really you don't even need great twists or whatever. But I don't know, man, I, I just wish it was uh, a little more, a little less old school as well.
0: I think what's also happening is that Guy Ritchie honestly has not been having the best of times, right? Like the last couple of films have not done well. So I mean, this this looks yeah. like a low budget film also.
2: Yeah, they've got, they've, they've definitely spent money on it. Uh, I, it's been mounted pretty expensively. Um, and there are those long, long trailer scenes, which probably are reminiscent of Heat. It's set in LA, across more or less it's the a, same. it's a, a forty million
0: dollar. It's a it's a forty million dollar film. So yeah, that's a that's a decent budget. That's, that's a decent, a
2: decent It's a mid level yeah, yeah. film,
0: for it's sure. Not, a decent budget,
2: yeah. And yeah, but I, so I just wish I just wish the twists and turns were better. I just wish the plotting was better. But yeah, I mean, if he if he wanted to pay homage to the nineties action film genre, then there's no better homage, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, definitely. It.
0: It's a great film to pick. It's also a dangerous film to pick, right? Because, I mean, bang on, bang it's on. A freaking uh, gold standard, man. Like, that's something I just switch on and watch for the sake of it, like sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, just, just for the hell of it. Absolutely. Oh, so, absolutely. Like a hard, hard sort of task.
1: Yeah. What else? I watched this documentary on HBO, Hotstar. Uh, Catch and kill the podcast tapes. Yes, yes, yes,
0: I did that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes,
1: yes. yes. On the Weinstein,
0: Me Too. Yeah, the Ronan Farrow, the Ronan Farrow piece, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I thought it was started off really well, but I thought, you know, the end wasn't gratifying enough. I mean, it was just like the same, same, same. Yeah,
0: I I I think some of these, some of these docu's, right? I mean, I think they tend to go on a bit long. I don't know if they want to try and fit it into like a set, duration,
1: Jay, or money, set, money, money, set number money,
0: of, yeah, exactly. Set number of episodes. I think they, some yeah. of these tend to dry, drag on, like even the Tiger King, I remember back in the day, you know, like mm. I think it dragged on for a bit longer than it had to, uh, same, same here. I would say, uh, I agree with you, but it's still a compelling, compelling yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted to
1: watch it and I finished yeah. it.
0: And shocking. I listened to the podcast. Did you listen to the podcast as well? No, no,
1: no, no. Okay, Okay. So the podcast is exactly the same or it's a longer one
0: No it's 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 along the same lines right but I think the podcast for me lands just that much better because you're listening and you pay yeah. that much more attention when you're listening right so, so to me certain things like this actually work better as
1: podcasts now yeah.
0: uh, you know and also, sometimes
1: you imagine your precisely imagination better than the no no precisely
0: pre- precisely yeah. that's it. I think that makes them that much more compelling you know I,
1: I think some like of our them, podcast yeah yeah I it's completely really fueling people's imagination me. yep Absolutely. sex
2: life <laughs> <laughs> <In> Binjistan <laughs> and, and y'all are forgetting our, I think Binjistan's number one favorite show of all time behind her eyes man
1: yes and behind god. her eyes
0: oh god did you speaking of documentaries there's another one that's kind of landed called uh, once upon a crime uh, Elise mm. Matsunaga yeah uh, uh, it's like a murder that happened in Brazil where this lady basically uh, murdered her husband you know and it's mm. like what led to that how it happened in the aftermath of yeah. all of that uh, amazing amazing sort of story it was a pretty big deal in brazil back in the day and uh yeah. you know like it, there's a whole aspect of it, this there's a whole bunch of stuff that sort of gets revealed as you go on yeah yeah that None was of, the first episode
1: so I yeah i thought it was i thought I it was brilliant
0: like you know like second or third episode once you get into it like there's so much more revelations that come in about these people themselves oh, yeah, so. and there's so many sort of crisscross perspectives as well. You can't you can't uh, decide who's really you know you know who's like the bad person in this. It's kind of even if somebody mm-hmm. did get murdered, like was there like a compelling defense or not, or a compelling sort of reason for them to do what they did? It's kind of hard to sort of make those choices. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was brilliantly executed and uh, a,
1: you know amazing documentary, worth watching, worth checking out for sure. Nice. I anything else from the recent stuff I bought some old stuff
0: as well oh yeah uh, there's another one that I saw in fact it was called uh, marriage or mortgage it's like one of those throwaway Uh I saw uh, it on yeah it's one of those throwaway reality shows where these people basically a couple you know uh, couples want to get married and uh, you know they they have like a set amount of money to spend and they like should we buy a house or should we spend it on our dream wedding and so Uh this So these the person the the women who host the show is a realtor and le- and like one of these uh, you know wedding planners or whatever and then they sort of go out and put these ideas together like somebody show them three houses somebody show them three kind of weddings they can have and then they must in the end choose it sounds really lame but it's actually a really good fun watch man uh, I really enjoyed it weirdly enough I really enjoyed it
1: yeah I was just going to say that I mean I'm I'm surprised that you enjoyed a show like this
0: yeah I, I mean I no like Big Boss this year. The- <laughs>
1: No, but things I think
0: the reason it works is because a lot of these people are like genuine sort of people and there's no, it's not like one of those reality shows where you're trying to win something or prove something, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's just genuine people like trying to make a choice and yeah. uh, and that's what makes it really interesting. And then you're like wondering what are they really going to choose? You're always trying to predict, plus houses, man, they're all nice houses. It's like, you know, like mm. it's, it's all set in Nashville. So it's like a different sort of location visually as well to most of the stuff that we tend to watch, which is. You know, either California based or New York based. So it's nice to yeah. watch a different location. So it's 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 worth a watch for
2: sure. Nice, interesting. But you know, since since you guys are talking about reality, there's something that I tried watching and I thought it was quite fascinating. I might be a little late to the party. Um, so I think you guys probably have already seen it. I watched the show called Undercover Billionaire on Discovery Plus. Um oh, I you know, so what they do, Said Gaurav, is they take a really successful real-life entrepreneur, you know. Uh, who's a rags to riches sort of a fella and they drop him into a remote community with such little resources um, and they give him like a $100 bill. And now he's got mm. 90 days to convert the $100 into a million dollars to see if he really is wow. a successful entrepreneur or was all of this so far a luck factor. Oh, so, interesting, man. So, yeah. So sounds insane. One, yeah, Yeah, and season one has got uh, Howard Stern, you know, so it's very, very interesting to see this guy who's this big ass, you know, he's a billionaire, right. He's in, right. he lives in Miami. And he's dropped into Detroit, which has the highest crime rate in America. And the camera mm. crew co- follows him uh, where he says to sleep in his car. Um, you know, he looks at jobs that are paying in the newspapers and he has to go and actually take jobs. And he's to, he goes to a metal yard and figures out that if I could buy this crap, I could probably build an empire. Whether he builds uh, a million dollars out of a hundred dollars is something you guys should watch. But season two has just dropped and it's actually even more interesting than season one. And yeah. it's
1: on which platform you said? It's Discovery. on Discovery Plus. So is that like a separate subscription now?
2: I would assume, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's like
0: 500 bucks a year, 499 a year or something like that.
2: Oh and, okay. And just to just to sort of not spoil it, but in season two you've got people like Grant Cardone and you know you've got Elaine Kuloti, all three of them. So now they they are pitting three billionaires against each other who are in a race race to time to sort of make the one million dollars. You know. Sounds interesting. Uh, <laughs> across 19 days, it's good fun. It's good fun.
1: Nice.
0: Super. Um, I the, there's so I haven't watched this yet, but I just thought I'll mention it. There's a movie dropping. It's already dropped on Netflix called Ashin of the North, which is hmm. basically like uh, we Kingdom. We've talked about Kingdom, right? It's like a yeah. it's like a sort of parallel story to what's happening in Kingdom, which is literally
2: one of my favorite shows out there. The
0: Korean medieval Korean zombie flick, zombie
2: series. What a it's perhaps my favorite netflix international mm-hmm. original Walter. yeah
0: easily very easily i mean it's it's compelling as hell and uh, you know whenever it drops i just watch it like in like you know a night or two nights and uh, i think it's a brilliant show and this is like a film now which is set with one of the characters in there and i haven't watched it yet but i'm i'm gonna sort of sit down and watch it but so the, the series stuff,
1: was released earlier and yeah now... it's
0: two seasons in now i think it's two years old now it's the first korean uh, Netflix original and it's basically set in the in medieval Korea, right? What's it called? What's it called? Kingdom. The Kingdom. Oh, kingdom, kingdom. Oh, okay, yeah. The Kingdom King's okay, is kingdom, yeah. Kingdom. It's about the film it's is called, Kingdom.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, the film is called Ashin of the North.
1: Okay, okay. So, so it's I, yeah, delve
0: into some particular aspects of the, the side yeah. character, maybe or something. So maybe like we can that.
1: talk about it on the next episode. Yeah, next time
0: I just think you should check it out yeah, while yeah, while yeah, yeah. while they can, right? Correct. And uh, yeah and I think Birds of Prey has dropped on Netflix as well. So I'm probably going to give that a go yeah. at some point.
2: Hmm. I was actually trying to watch that tonight, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Very curious to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Despite the bad that. reviews and all of that. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I
0: mean that that whole the whole series is pretty horrible so far, but no harm checking it out, seeing how it is.
1: So I stumbled upon uh, an old HBO show, 2019. I don't know if you guys have even heard of it because I never heard of it. The Righteous yeah. gemstones. Because, you know, yeah, yeah, of course. I've watched,
2: watched yeah, it. Of yeah,
1: it's amazing. amazing. But, uh, I mean, I just stumbled upon it. I was like, really? oh, it's so it's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. I completely missed it. And I was like blown by the show. Yeah, Danny McBride. I mean, yeah, I love right? yeah. a show. Absolutely brilliant. So I, you know, and a lot of people that, I mean, I have discussed this with, didn't even know about the show. So I'm quite, quite surprised <laughs> I, nobody's even like, it's not even... Sort of showcased ever on hot star for some reason. Maybe they think it's just too too out there. But I thought it's pretty bizarrely eccentric and crazy. No, so there is uh, there is another.
0: I can't remember now. There's another show on Netflix, I think, which has uh-huh. a simple setup. But obviously, the Gemstones is, is a comedy, and the other okay. one's a bit of a drama. So there is a little bit of uh, bit of that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the interesting space that.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, you know this is the kind of sweet spot which I think audiences would love because everything is so dark and so yeah serious these days. That you know, oh, these, yeah, yeah, these eccentric and quirky, crazy comedy dramas. I mean, even if they are right. like dramas that you know. I think yeah, I yeah, think it's, just a bar- it's a dark comedy like more
0: stuff. than anything. Yeah, 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 yeah think yeah, drama yeah. is just a dark comedy. It's great.
1: I mean, I and it's all about the writing, and right? Things- and hence, we don't have so much of it in India at all
0: absolutely absolutely I, mean, no, no, like Indian. Indian. I think it's also because i mean obviously we could never write something that in india right because yeah. well if you think about it ashram on mx player is probably set
1: in a similar world you know isn't it yeah, but just look at I mean there's just no comparison, right? You know, like oh, I've seen Ashram, not. I wasn't blown yeah. at all by it. It was absolutely like, oh, not. interesting. Yeah. But when you look at the writer's gemstone, I mean like try right to the first scene to the location yeah. to the I mean it's just,
0: it, it, it also comes down in my mind, sorry to interrupt, is, is basically yeah. that whenever these guys, even when they're doing these OTT shows, right, they still bring that yeah. hang-up from the film universe.
1: Whatever yeah, absolutely
0: whatever the hang-ups are in the whether the plot, whether it's the characters, the star system, whatever you want to call it. They bring that mm. same sort of hang up business to this. So Prakash jha will bring his Prakash Jahanais to the series as well. Right. And it's just overblown, over-directed, over-produced in every which way. And, you know, and but
1: that's the, one more the than that, I think, yeah, but you know, but also the thing is, right. I think, uh, I mean, you know, we have Prakash Jawa and he's given what he's given. I won't even expect something, something else from his show. And the thing is, I think what really is, you know, the the challenge we have in India is that we just have that much of commercial talent that's available yeah. that gets yeah. money to make stuff. So I can you know, we can't change this unless the creators change, and the creators will only change once we have a large yeah. supply of creators, new creators coming in who are sort of learning and then, you know, going up the both, value chain. But that's both ways, in world, both, yeah.
0: both ways, right? So I think you'll also want to have the platforms who want to go out and take those chances, right? Like like a Mizapur, like a Scam 92. Uh, the platforms are also have to sort of at the end of the day be willing to say, Okay, we're going to try this out. The uh, no, let's not do something generic, right? I mean, I think the talent is out there, I think they need to get opportunities. They probably get you more. See, Rar,
1: yeah. The challenge in India is that you know, the gap between TV talent and film talent is so wide that you either go TV or you go film, while in the US, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not more similar.
0: Now, it's, it's not. not that that gap is yeah. definitely bridged. I mean, HBO has obviously done the bridging for a long, long time. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the gap is significantly...
1: So uh, the episodic writing experience that, you know, that talent is yeah. is superb in the US, that pool. Probably oh, the UK absolutely. too. And, you know, in I was, India, that pool is really...
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's also... I was listening to this podcast the other day. It's called Victory. It's, on, it's about entourage, basically, you know, the making of entourage. And, you know, Doug Allen, the writer, basically talks about his early experiences. And mm-hmm. one of the things he said is that because he had no experience writing, uh, a series, he had to basically go out and hire his own boss. So he hired exactly. somebody who came in as his own boss and he was on the on the first season to sort of helps yeah. help, help showrun, you know, and um, I think what happened after was basically the, after the first year, or the first season uh, uh, the, the boss was fired, he took over but, uh, but yeah, for the first year, I mean, we don't even have that kind of depth, right? Who's going to come yeah. in and take the showrun who's going to take those yeah, calls? Yeah, yeah. We don't
2: even have that kind also of a Barbara, Yeah. Also, I think most importantly, who's going to want to shed their ego to have somebody teach them how to write? If you know what I'm saying. Oh, for sure. Not going to happen. Yeah, not going to happen. No. Also, you know what happens, right? If you see the
1: the way the business structure is there in the West, and I'm talking about Hollywood, is that in the USA, for example, if there are hundred film writers and hundred film directors, right? There are, if not, definitely same caliber or better. You've got one thousand television writers and directors, right? Now, yeah. India, if you have say 100 directors and 100 film, the other 1,000 from the TV side are not a talent pool to reach out to. So the the challenge in India is so great and it's so difficult that how do you even find that talent? It's just not there. No, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, then that's some there, yeah. of them go to the the networks and the OTTs and the studios, and they you know it's the same the same incestuous. Yeah, that's world. exactly it. That's, that's
0: it's the same people making the same people who are running the film business are the ones running these shops. So there oh, is. Or the TV good... business. Yeah,
1: I absolutely. mean, the, the other challenge in India is the TV TV baggage by the TV OTTs is, is the big problem because in, in US TV baggage from HBO is great if you're coming to HBO yep. Max. In India, yep. it's the opposite. It's like <laughs> the are,
0: they're probably writing on set. You know what I mean? Like they people probably writing
1: man. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's bizarre. But... So we have other issues in our country, which I think Absolutely. are st- structural issues, which can't just change overnight. Over yeah, it's gonna take some time. Overnightly, I like I don't, I don't see it changing. You know. No, the but thing. Getting, the thing is, it's getting better, right? It takes
0: it takes time, but if you look at yeah. it, so
1: maybe like a decade, I think.
0: Yeah, I think now
2: we'll definitely probably
1: have... probably it'll take about that. Yeah, I think so.
2: And you know, and, because and the newer this...
1: writers need that time to sort of. Breathe and expand, and then yeah. I think you their, also need. I chance. think you
0: also need execs, right? You need these production yeah. people in the OTT platform who champion these shows. Like Which no, the they, they have to put their head on the The next on yeah. the line and say no. I'm going to back this show. This show makes sense, or this casting choice makes sense, or the showrunner is the one we should pursue. so I mean, nobody's. The, the, those are the decisions you need to have from the production side. Also,
1: I mean, obviously, you, when that can happen, that can only happen when an executive in a network in the green lighting space Yeah, he's not afraid to get fired because he knows he has a career outside as a producer. Yeah, and yeah absolutely. absolutely. In the west that's how it is you know if you yep. get fired you know you can produce and you can do stuff. Here most executives will never get a second job. Absolutely. Produce.
0: Yeah and then EMIs, home loans. What are you huh, so you know
1: I, I mean I'm not you know pointing finger but I'm thinking India has its own set of problems. It does. It does. You're a absolutely room. right. That's sweet spot. You're absolutely, yeah, and, also sure. wo,
2: and also, sometimes what happens is the mask the oh you know, mask. Chal. See, my point is, and, and not to not to point fingers or anything, but the quality of television in this country was gold standard in the 80s, uh, in the 90s. So, in but fact, in the country, yeah, and and, um, yeah but the late 90s, you know, even the even stuff like ke, dek by etc., um, was a lot more palatable than television has become, than television is today. So, if the question is, you know, why aren't men in this country watching television, but I'm a man and I used to watch TV in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, why, yeah. I, why should I have to have stopped watching TV or you or Gaurav, sure. anybody for that matter. Um, so I think that I, I get what you're saying that and so what I was trying to say is just irks me that this is a big deal in mass.
0: But I think the difference is, Mahash, in my opinion, the difference is that now it, be, it it's become a 12 to 14 hour Animal, right? That needs to be sort of fed from a content standpoint, even on broadcast. Forget OTT for a second. That's from...
2: one second. Huh? Uh, I'll just interrupt. Sorry, you know, but you know what the reason I think for it, Gorra, really is. Um, I think it's the format of weekly versus daily. Really, exactly. To do... exactly what the I'm moment talking. Moment about. To... I think the moment there are twenty-five episodes a month to drop, your you're, yeah. right you're finished. There
0: and there, right? You're finished. You're finished. Exactly. The quality goes out the window right right away. Uh, Absolutely man, and also they're trying to basically, it's very by numbers, like if you look at some of these soaps that they watch, they're all set in like one culture, you know what I mean, to appeal to that one big demographic in that one state, it's also very by numbers, it's very mathematical, it's very calculated, and you can't calculate and create content which is going to be compelling, that never happens, you know what I mean, it's always going to be stuff you have to fight for, or stuff that's going to be out of the box, or, you know, things like that. It's never going to be stuff that's like, huh, yaar, let's take one of these, one of these, one of these. And, you know, we'll throw in this language, that culture. And then hopefully we'll rehash some old music or popular tracks. And then and let's hope it kind of works. And and
2: that's essentially but what it's like, Absolutely. And also to sort of echo what, the both, what, what both of you said is that, you know, in terms of audience sophistication, I do believe we are a lot better off today than we were. 25 years ago. So how is it not correlating to the content? Is, is you know, how is it that we made the other day Gaurav and I spoke about Dawn or Deewar and just to segue into a separate but how is it that we made better films 20 yeah. years ago when perhaps the nation was more impoverished, largely more uneducated, versus today when there is so much audience sophistication? It's a, it's a dichotomy. You know,
1: yeah, a, it makes it makes so little. So sense. can I so can I add to this, right? So, you know, the big shift that's happened, right, is that uh Till about, say, 15 years ago, uh, we were an in industry of uh, individual independent producers. Okay? Which meant that most producers would become producers, put their own money, would make decisions because they were passionate. They would take loans, mortgage their yeah, own... Yeah, mortgage their own houses. And make movies. Time, yeah. Which means they had so much at stake that they had to try their best to make something that works, right? Whether it's the Ramses, the Chopras, whoever. Now the the problem in our country and if you see that's the reason why in the south they still make better films than Hindi films because they're still largely independent yeah. producers families yeah. running the business. In in Bombay, what's happened 15 years ago when this whole corporate stuff happened, it moved from independent producer having his own stake and skin in the game to people working for large Hollywood studios and large corporates that raise public money with having no skin in the game, having no real person who has a vision, and then largely driven by commercial, uh, yeah. you know, parameters. And, and Sid, yeah. to add quickly, largely no sense of ownership. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right. Because you have nothing to lose and nothing to gain except a salary. And exactly. that is where the big shift has happened in this, in Hindi film industry. And, and the results are in front of us. We make sure and, the thing is,
0: nothing works. and the thing is, Sid, if you think about it, in the last 15 years, it's not like any of those studios have thrived, right? Pretty much all of them who've come in, poured money, have pretty much bounced or bowed out or are bowing out right now. No, because they're happy losing money and the ones
1: that yeah. are still surviving are the ones which are run by the directors themselves. Pretty so much. It's, an, it's still an excel wire of dharma. Yeah. It's their own money and they're still the independent producers. And they're still ruling the rules because they have so much at stake that they can't afford to be stupid and silly about it. So they really try their best. You can't hit bullseye each time. But you know, they've got the basics right. And that's the challenge you know it's really it's really money and you know the source
0: of mean, money and... how they use it's also how they use the money right like some of the losses that uh you know some of our employers have have, have sort of seen in the past have been just astounding man like the amount of money they've lost on title by title has been ridiculous it's just yeah
1: but they do it because in the corporate scheme of things it makes sense you know on the larger front so whether because these are listed companies with public money; it's nobody's. I mean, for them, money. it's not—it's
0: not a big amount anyway, right? Losing a 100-100 yeah.
1: 200 million dollars if they lose in India yeah, every year. Who cares? Not of the US. Not a big deal for them. It exactly. doesn't matter. So exactly. it's really the quality will suffer if the producer changes. See, it's always the producer which will spot talent and give talent a chance. Like you know, earlier what used to happen, and then I remember. You know, when I used to run my own small production house earlier. You know, it was really dependent on the talent and then you get inspired and say, boss, it's chance Right. In the corporate system, it's not there. It doesn't work. What gets right. to the also corporate says, system you is, know, in fact, is you have to CC ten people on email and everybody has to pick a project that says And then somebody has. has to take
0: somebody has to take that decision because nobody else wants
1: to, right? Yeah. So, so you so you will take a you know committee decision that tomorrow if it goes wrong, you have like enough points on paper to say I did the right thing. You, I don't know. Yeah, but and, and you, know, and you
0: can't pay that
2: justifying
0: time. salaries <laughs> And, and yeah, made a
2: very valid point actually that today if you look at all the people who are ruling the roost, uh, you know, you've got Ronnie Skruwala with RSVP, you've got Dharma, Yashraj, Excel, uh, you've largely got individual, even on the other side, right? Even on the ultra mass side, you've now got people like Ramesh Thorani Vasu Bhagnani, Ganesh Jain. Uh, again, they're all individual producers and I think there's a huge paradigm shift that is taking place. And I'll just throw in one more example, right? In the last
1: three to five years, the only little uh, you know, uh, you know, green spot that's emerged in the business, right? It's not the best solution, but I would say TVM because you know they've again created a culture of creators, you know, in house where they give chances to people, you know, they mentor them and they create. Stuff right, so that's the only other place which has emerged other than the wire and yeah, the you know, flip side. Excel. The, the, the flip
0: side of a TVF is that you know, as a business, I, I, they pretty much ran themselves into the ground because you know it seemed like they didn't know how to run like a a business like that. So I mean, it's it's both sides, right? It's it's not. Yeah, but I'm saying at least at least they've done yeah. better
1: than the other OTT. From a content standpoint, yeah, yeah. From, From a at least they've created. Content. No, I'm saying at least they've given the industry new names of writers Absolutely. and directors. Absolutely who are nobody's uh, children and nephews. Yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. And that's
0: what it is, there's talent out there for sure. I mean,
2: we need more such green spots. Yeah, no, in fact, that's a great point because I was recently talking to somebody and we were discussing how now whether Thugs of Hindustan and Brahmastra are good films or bad films or trashy films or whatever is a separate (laughs) conversation. But for a promoter like Karan Johar or Aditya Chopra, or even Ronnie Struwala in the case of Ashrat Dhamma, which is a very expensive film, uh, to make the most expensive film that your banner has ever made and entrusted to another director is such a huge telling sign of that green spot that you're talking about, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But hence I said, right, it's still the same family-run company that will save the day. The Corporates will not save the day. They'll only come and then throw more money at the people that were launched by these
2: yeah, producers.
1: That's what they can do. They can only amplify it. And the other challenge, and I'll just add to that are the talent agencies. They're not talent oh, agencies, yeah. they're the brokers, right? And brokers can't build an ecosystem, they right. need trade in it.
2: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, it's like, a, like, you can't build a Zomato, the Zomato has to be built outside the stock market, but once you are built, then the stock market with brokers will come and trade in it, but and, you can't and then build you'll it get
2: here. Over subscriptions, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you get
1: 195 shares.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so that's the
1: episode for today. Hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Do give us your feedback on Instagram at eplogmedia, and subscribe to our shows on your favorite podcast app. If you are on Apple, do rate and review Punjabistan. It will help us. Until next time, keep pitching.